you know, just sitting there eating some baklava. <laughs> bam, bam. <laughs> bam. Oh. So, have you ever had baklava? Yes. I have. It ain't bad. It sticks I'm in my bad. teeth. No, it's not bad. It's delicious, I like it. but I can't stand well, yeah, that's it. That, it's, the, it's the honey in it. It's like a crunchy yeah. pancake. Kind of. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. Uh, so Bam Bam Baklava is what we're talking about this week. Yeah, only pretty much. only for dolphins. Only for dolphins. Yeah. Only for dolphins. Uh, not his first record. Um, I mean, he's had he's actually had a lot before this. Um, yeah, way more than I thought he did. Yeah, yeah. Blue chips, blue chips two. Then there was blue chips three thousand. There was, yeah, was Doctor Lecter. Well done, Mister Wonderful. Yeah. Sob stories. White Bronco. And then lamb over rice. And then uh, now we have only for dolphins. So prior to listening to this, were either of you a fan? Uh, Let's say I had a a passing interest. I wouldn't necessarily call myself a fan. Like uh, I hear some things here or there and I'm like, yo, that's kind of dope. Like he had the one for, uh, what was it? Uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, the song he had on that was dope. The one he had with Chance the Rapper was dope. You know what I mean? Like, there's, he's had enough dope songs where I look out for him, but I don't necessarily yeah, baby, go out of my way to find the new. Yeah, movie. Baby Blue was super dope. Yeah, yeah. So that in his in, uh, you know, his TV show. That's about my uh, exposure to him. His TV show is where it's at. I watched. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, I've yeah. seen Flawless. one episode so far. I guess we should specify that we're talking about Fuck That's Delicious and not uh, the, the other one. Uh, the, what is the other one? Oh, uh, what is it? He watches Ancient Aliens and gets high with people on a couch. Ooh, I, oh, love to watch I think I've seen one episode of that. Yeah, not yeah. not a big fan of that one. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, Only for Dolphins. So, uh, coming into this, do you, either of you know how to pronounce the first track? Yes. Let me find how do you pronounce it. I that? think it's Capoeira. Capoeira, yeah. Capoeira. Yeah. Dance fi- dance fighting. Dance fighting. Yeah, yeah. Uh I like this one. I felt like it was your it was just it was classic action Bronson. Um I I really enjoyed the instrumental. I like the saxophone that was thrown in there towards the end. Yes. Oh man, yeah. So yeah, I was like action sounded smoother than ever. And you can definitely tell that he's got Nas up in his top five. You know, based on the way he delivered on it. Mm-hmm. But then my note for the beat was absolutely love the beat. It sounded like I just arrived in Vegas vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that celebration. That celebration, but not being too over the top, but like, bitch, I'm here. <laughs> I thought it was a good So one. from my understanding, he made that beat. I was trying to verify it today and I couldn't absolutely, find yeah. anywhere where it's actually said it. Um but I uh in the credit in the credits on Spotify, they give it to him. Yeah. Okay. As well, good. Producer. At least I, I read it somewhere. I was like, I got to verify it before we go on this thing. And I could never find an <laughs> actual verification of it. So thank you for that. Yeah. No, man, no I, I liked it. I, I thought it was kind of weird to start with. I mean, honestly. But then the title is for Dolphins, you know? So I was like, okay, yeah, it's, yeah. it's probably yeah. going to be kind of a weirdy vibe. Um, but no, it was it was dope. I... I actually really really like that yeah so yeah. if you're familiar yeah, with no with experience this, in action. yeah i was about to say like if you listen no to his previous yeah, John, 
for a ride. Yeah, yeah, his previous stuff like that was. I feel like this was classic. How you start an action Bronson record? Okay, well that's good to know. I I do want to mention that he mentioned something about a Domino's delivers line. You know they do. Uh, yeah, they yeah. do not do that where I live. <laughs> He's a liar. <laughs> so, uh, track two, C C twelve H sixteen N two. Is that how you're supposed to say that? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with yes because I can't find an association of it. Uh, it is and actually a um, chemical compound makeup of a psychedelic drug. I don't remember which one. They didn't name one specifically. It was like tryptophan or some. Oh, see, now I want to find it. Um, yeah, it's about basically a psychedelic drug, chemical compound okay. makeup. That, that makes a lot more sense now. Yes. Um, I, I felt like he had super dope bars on this one, um, but it was right. almost like he didn't write it to the beat. Like it just sounded slightly off. And I also, I mean, I, I think I've recognized this before, but this like solidified it for me that like he's really gotten into the habit of not doing hooks on his on his tracks anymore. Uh, ah. Yeah, absolutely. And this is number two on here with no hook. Yeah. Um, I so like I don't. I honestly can't tell you if I listened to Lamb Over Ice, but I know White Bronco. There wasn't a lot of hooks either. Yeah, it's kind of a reoccurring theme to him. Is that he just uh it, he's got that free form free verse kind of thing where it rhymes and it doesn't rhyme and it's his delivery's all over the place, you know what I mean? Yeah. And hooks are just a random afterthought. And uh but I like the beat. I mean, if you can call it that, you know, like there was no drums, but <laughs> Um, to me, it felt, <laughs> to me, it felt like an intro, like a interlude kind of a thing, Yeah, you know, cause there's no drums or everything. So I thought it coming in second was just like an awkward transition So for, from, you know, what we liked about the first. For one. what it's worth, I did watch a, some random guy was interviewing him and he's like, yeah, so this album sounds like we should be listening to it on mushrooms and action was like. Yeah, it's totally exactly how you're supposed to be listening to it. So to me, I mean, it it makes sense. It kind of comes in a little weird. It goes into this weird interlude thing, but it's an awesome, like, big band feel. And I think there is a chorus in here. It's just not a defined chorus. You know? Uh, see, I don't think there's one in, a, in there at all. Because he sits there and he, and he repeats... Yeah. Just everything he does. I'm a producer. I think I'm a writer. Him, I'm a. I just think that's him shit talking. I don't think he meant that to be a hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, but no, but twice Cause... in the same song, the same lyrics. Yeah. No, he's only he's got it in between the two verses, and that's it. Yeah, and like I can, I would almost guarantee that that was an afterthought. Like those words never hit a piece of paper or a fucking text or anything. That could be true. I mean, I could, oh, yeah, I yeah. could, I'll give you that. I'll concede to that. Yeah. With the way he delivers, I'm pretty sure most of this wasn't actually written. Fair. You know what I mean? Uh, track three was the first single, Latin Grammys. Um, I liked this even the, before the album came out. I listened to it and I saw the video. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's his first song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two verses and a chorus. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, like, I like what he did with it. Uh, it kind of He kind of had that Jay-Z volume one vibe. And then when the chorus came in, he had like that black album vibe to it. So it was the beat was kind of weird to me because it was a Latin vibe, but it was New York. Yeah, you know I mean, it just kind of a good juxtaposition in there. 
I thought he did very well. So, but yeah, that's my first like above average rating for him on this. Ooh, one. see, that was New the York lowest rap. one to me so far. See, I like New York rap, and like this song got me excited for the album. Oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely New York. Yeah, that's fair. That's where he's from, right? Yeah, he's from Queens. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot more sense, at least. Because my notes literally just say, super funky brass sound, kind of sounds like an old porn. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's all I could really come up with. It's a, it's an okay song. Hey. Very average to me, but does sound like an old porn. Yeah, but for real, he could have walked into the studio and said this is what he wanted. Oh, yeah. Like, I could definitely. I it feel like if he would have walked in there saying those exact words, this would have come out. Absolutely, without a doubt. Track four was Goldeneye. Uh, when I saw the title of it, I was real excited. Same. Um, when I listened right. to the song, I was real disappointed. Same. Um, yeah, I felt this one was pretty lackluster. Like, there's nothing special about that. Wasn't this one of his singles, too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a video for it. I have not seen the video. I feel like I need to watch it just from the, the fucking uh, screenshot or whatever. Yeah. Like the... Because it might make you like the song more. There are those kind of songs, but it was a dolphin yeah. with glowing so. eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't love it either. I thought the Latin vibe was cool, but uh, it kind of sounded like you know Chance the Rapper would have came in and done Chance the Rapper stuff and you know rounded it out. Sounded but, more reggae to me, but overall, I'm with you. Um, let's see. Fifth track, um, that was uh, Magnolia with uh, Hologram and uh, Mayhem Loren. Um, it was cool. Like, I really, really, really liked the beat, but like, that beat was begging for a hook that just never came. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, one of the three. One of the three of them, you know, or call up Primo, let him put some scratches on it or something. You know what I mean? Like it needed. Yeah, I thought that was my major knock on it too. Was that there was no chorus? Um, I feel like this is the first song in all of these really, really kind of random feeling songs. Like one to me was a little reggae. One to me was a little, you know, Latin. One to me was like big fifties band style. It seemed even more disconnected than everything else, but. Because he is who he is, it still feels like cohesive into the album. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when he does his cooking show, he goes, like, worldwide. He tours worldwide. So, like, he goes places and catches whatever vibe is there and just runs with it, you know? You can tell he, he's he cultured off by his, the, the names of his tracks. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, track six is uh, Vega. Um, this might be one of my least favorite songs on here. Um, I'm not sure what he was going for here, but th- this ain't it. Hmm. I thought it was just action doing what action does. And, you know what I mean? It felt like an interlude because it's so short. There's only one verse, no chorus. You know? Hold yeah. on, but a lot of but these songs think- are very, very short. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going yeah, to project- imagine that at the end here. Same. So did you did you guys like it or I liked it. I it was one of my uh, more favorite songs on the album so far. Um, I loved the beat. Yeah, I put it as above average. Yeah, I loved the beat. I loved how he used the reverse into the like deep jazzy chugging like thing that it was going on, and then he comes with the orchestra strings. I don't know. I just I liked it, and I think he did pretty well on it. 
yeah, I, I like that. Put it as above average. The beat was dope. I thought his delivery went great with this over-the-top subject matter on the yeah. beat. I think it was just well put together for him. Seventh track was Splash. Uh, super cool, like 80s, 80s beat. Um, however, when listening to this, it, it felt like he was super offbeat. Yeah, I can I can kind of hear that. But my note was it's commercial music at its finest, which is a ridiculous sentence. But from the beat to the vocals, it screams '80s cologne commercial. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so like his verse was nice. It's like to me the way he goes in and does stuff, like it could just be the engineer didn't notch it over a hair, or he could have just been aiming for that weird juxtaposition the smooth beat but the weird verse you know kind of so what i got out of this whole song was that it wasn't for anybody except for dolphins legit yeah, the whole album no no i i understand that and i get that but i feel like this song specifically like he didn't it humankind literally doesn't matter so maybe he did the slightly off beat because that's how his expectation of what dolphins so you know maybe what i'm saying dolphins hear it on beat uh, maybe Maybe, Ooh, maybe. You know what I mean? Like maybe. to me, it it feels like he did it on absolute purpose, just for dolphins. Like I don't give a fuck if you like it. Um, just because this popped up on my phone, the the screenshot for a uh, golden eye is fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what no, it is. It's a it dolphin with glowing eyes. Um, track eight was Sergio. Um, I, I really like this one. This was classic action Bron- Bronson, but at this point in the record, I felt like I was coming to a realization about action Bronson and I felt like his punchlines were getting a bit repetitive. And I'll, I will, again, I will talk yeah. about that more at the end. Yeah. I think that he's just, he's so far in his niche that everybody, you know, when you get an action Bronson song that you really like, mm. it's exactly what you expect. Like, I don't think that he's taken it farther than what we expect as a casual action Bronson listener. And I think that's what you're running into. Yeah. Like when I heard this song, I'm like, yo, this really makes me want a Nas verse. <laughs> like, yeah, the beat was perfect for it, but I'm just like, it, it's not over the top. Doesn't have a chorus. And like the way he delivers, I'm just like, man, this is New York. But yeah, he doesn't go out and Nas is features, the New York. like ever. No, and and I applaud him for that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, stay in your lane and he's doing exactly what he wants to do. But uh it's just one of those things like his guys are good, but they're all the same. You know what I mean? Like they're all action Bronson. You know, yes. They all have the same formula coming together. Yeah. Uh, nine was oh I'm sorry yeah. no no worries I was just gonna say it sounds like a it's a bop from the fifties you know what I mean it's got an old school vibe in it and he's back referencing them psychedelics again so I almost feel and actually I have a note in here that says maybe we should re-review this on shrooms <laughs> John <laughs> I think you've become an Action Bronson fan. Um, you know, maybe because I'm not mad at this album. I would probably go listen to another one or two of his albums. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like he pulls his weight in his lane, and no matter what beat you put him on, he's he can make an album out of it, and it's going to be, a, I think, so far a good album. 
right. Shrek 9 was a shredder. This one, I I almost felt like he wasn't really trying. Like, it, it to me, it felt like a freestyle. Yeah, see, that's the vibe I get from most of his this project. Is like he didn't have a focus when he went in. Like, even the title, for real, only comes up once, and it's when he's talking his shit on one of the early songs. Are yeah. you sure it wasn't from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reference? No, no, no. I meant the only for Dolphin. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the ref- the reference, the title and reference is fine. Like, yeah, it is what it is. I'm like, I thought the song was just way too short, being only one verse. But I did like that it had kind of a movie soundtrack vibe to it. And I was, the more I listened to it, the more I was just like, you know what? If you're, if you know what an action Bronson video looks like, then you should have a pretty good idea what the video for this song would be. Yep. Like it was like he laid it out in such a way where you're just like, you know what? I know exactly what you're going for. As it is, it's, you know, a fraction of a song. Track 10 was Cliffhanger. Um, at this point, I felt like he wasn't trying anymore. He was just rapping over beats. Like, I, I lost all hope for, like, a full track at this point. Yeah, well, up to this point, we've only had two. Yeah. yeah. So, I thought Action came in and did what he does. Yeah. You know, solid flow. You know, solid freeform verse, but that's just what it is. Like you could put Funk Master Flex as the interludes in between all these songs, and you'd have thought it was a mix. <laughs> I got a note that says, "Wouldn't matter if we or anyone liked it. He was putting it out anyways." Yeah. yeah. Track eleven was Marcus Aurelius. Um, this one I felt like was super on beat, um, and. At that point, it, 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 at that point, when I was listening to it, I was like, "I'll take what I get." At this point, right? So it was cool. It was all right. I didn't overly like the yeah, beat. I, bought- I didn't. Yeah. It wasn't the best beat on the album, yeah. but he sounded on beat. Yes, I'll agree with you there, but it was yeah. very repetitive. You know what I mean? Well, that's that's New York, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. New York okay. classic hip hop is with the four bar. I'll, I'll concede small. to that. Yeah, but I thought I thought it was good. He was braggadocious, you know. That's his normal thing. I thought he had his persona all on it, and I thought the beat was very him. So I vibed with it. But it it was my it. least favorite song, and it felt really long. I don't know if it was because there were so many two minute <laughs> songs, but it just oh, yeah. felt like it was really long. I could hear that. Yeah, yeah. I could basically if you were vibing up to there and you hit a actual full length song, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I could see you being a little jarred at it. And uh, last track was Hard Target. Um, this to me was a throwaway track and it should not have ended the album. Yeah. My uh, my first note is I like the jazzy vibe, but the beat is awkward as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought Action did the best he could. You know, like he was steady. Yeah. But I think that the way the beat was that there was just there was no saving this track from the beginning. It's amazing that it has the most verses on the entire project and a chorus, but it's easily the worst song on there. It's definitely low low on the list for sure. Overall, Dwayne, what'd you think? Um, overall, I love the beat selection, um, with the exception of the last track, obviously. 
Um, but I think I'm a bigger Action Bronson fan of his persona than his actual music. So like his verses usually feel well put together, uh, but the lack of rhyme schemes and the free form don't always lend itself to great songs or replay value. And that's what I thought this was. No replay value at all. Uh, so overall, my math came out to a 3.6 or 3.16. So basically an average thing. You did like, math for this? Probably get into the whole. I'm sorry to interrupt hey, I you always do. guys. I just got a text message um, about the presidential debate. Joe Biden just told Trump to shut up. <laughs> he said, and I quote, will you shut up, man? <laughs> nice. Very sorry. nice. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, John, no, I always give them a, a, out of five, yeah, basically. Yeah. And then, you know, school up. So then add it up and then, you know, divide by number sure. of tracks. Uh, because cause sometimes I may not like the album and then do the math and be like, yo, you know what? I like this album a lot more. That's fair. I could see that. And so I always do it just to keep track of myself. Uh, so I'm not unfairly putting my bias on it. You know, I take it by track by track. That basically. makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think average, but there's nothing that I would listen to again. John, what'd you think? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with them. I mean, I didn't do the math, but I was in my head. I'm at a 3.5, you know, it's, it's an okay album. It's good. It was fun to listen to. Um, I didn't mind the last track as much as I think you guys did. Um, I I would be interested in, you know, re-reviewing it on Mushrooms just because I feel like it's necessary to really get a good feel of it. Um, but for what it's it's worth, it's a lot of short songs. You know, it feels more like that mixtape, you know, that you guys were talking about. That doesn't really feel like an album. I will note though that he painted the cover art. He did his himself. last three albums. Yeah, his last I didn't realize that. that, but uh, I did hear that or Actually, read that somewhere. I guess it would be four because he did the cover for uh, Mister Wonderful too. Oh, I did believe he? so. Very nice. I thought he had a guy on his team. That, it may be. I might be wrong there. I was about to say. So, I know he's got a guy on his team no, that does some of it. Like, yeah, this is. This is coming from an Action Bronson. I mean, I would I would have at one point called myself an Action Bronson fan. I wasn't a huge fan of the last two albums. I really wasn't a fan of this one. I'd give it like a 2.75 out of 5. Um, but I'm glad that John liked it because I think, John, I think you should go back and listen to Sob Stories and Mr. Wonderful. Okay. Um, you're going to get more. Do I need to be tracks. on Mushrooms? No, no. Okay. Um, you're going to get more complete no, tracks, you- and honestly, you're going to get like just better bars. Um, 72 Virgins from Sob Stories, probably one of my favorite, favorite lines he's ever spit was, uh, phones tap, so speak Swedish when you call the crib. Rich motherfucker, I was born to live. Die happy knowing my family's straight. I hope they can see the numbers on the Camry plate. I've been a grown man since I had a baby dick. These motherfuckers ain't saying shit. Close my eyes, spray the whip, hit your rib twice. Now the kids got to deal with that shit because that's life. Very nice. All right, yeah. I mean, that'll definitely put it on my radar. Yeah, um, and like I'm a fan of most, you know, a lot of New York rappers. Um, but yeah, he's been falling short for me a lot, and I think it, it to me, a lot of his recent stuff seems lazy. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's just kind of where I'm at. I'm not. I'm not going to get worked up and excited 
over the next project until you know he shows me I need to be. That's fair. Yeah. You know what's not fair? What's that? Bubba Sparks versus <laughs> Petey Pablo. Unfair yeah. to compare. Unfair to compare. <laughs> <laughs> awesome that transition. Was, That's that was good great. One. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm I'll start uh with I am not a Petey Pablo fan, never have been. Um I don't think I would call myself a Bubba Sparks fan. There are Bubba Sparks tracks that I like. But you, I'm not rushing out to buy the newest Bubba Sparks record. No. No, not at all. So, Dwayne, you may know this because I don't know offhand. Uh, Petey Pablo, is he from Atlanta? No, uh, North, North Carolina. Carolina. And Bubba Sparks is yeah, from yeah. Atlanta? Uh, Athens. Athens, Athens Georgia. Georgia. Is that a suburb of Atlanta? I believe it's Athens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's outside. So they're both from the south. Yes, both put on by Timberland in the same year. Both had hit singles. Their first single was a hit single in 2000. I can tell you that Petey Pablo's newest single is called Where My Bike At. Like yeah, bicycle? Right. Yeah, there's a picture of a bicycle on the cover. Wow. Ballin'. Um, yeah. So most people, I guess, would know P.D. Pablo from a freak leak Would that be fair? Yeah, yeah, the younger gen- younger generation. Yeah. Yeah. And most people would know uh, Bubba Sparks from Deliverance or Miss, Miss New, New Booty. Booty. Nah, you you would say Miss New Booty based off yeah. of the the more common era, like hip hop fans, like the Little John days, would know like Raise Up and Ugly you know, by the two back from 2001 because they were mainstays at the time. But they, were, they weren't they were be like top 40. But that was when, you know, 2001, you know, it was 50 Cent and Jay-Z and Eminem. You know what I mean? So these are the songs that got played in the club. Yeah. Um, so both are still releasing music. Um, yep. Nobody listens to it, though, I'm going to go with. Like, I don't, I don't know anybody that's ever come to me and be like, hey, you need to check out that new Petey Pablo or that new Bubba Sparks. But with that being said, you need to go back and listen to a couple of Bubba Sparks albums um, because he, once he stopped doing music for a while, he ended up coming back and uh, making some more, not Deliverance era country, but like more like yeah, yeah, yeah. country. So I've got country. his discography pulled up in 2018. He released an album called Rapper from the Country. Um, so I kind of, I like country it, rap. It, like, that was okay, but but. Like, kind of like Jelly Roll. Like Jelly Roll to me is country rap. Um, Haystack. Yeah, they they call it hip okay. hop. Yeah, I get down with that. But I have not listened to a Bubba Sparks project since The Charm, which came out almost 15 years ago. Yeah, well, there's Pain Management and Made on Makasha Mill Road. Both of those are like live bands, like country mm-hmm. type. And then he had an EP that came out with... Yellow Wolf on Slum American. I forget what it's called. It's like Ghost or something like that. Uh, it's like six songs, and it's oh no, the Bubba Mathis EP in 2016. Okay. Um, but but it's good too. Um, but like it, you got to take it as it is. You know, it's hip hop. You're not expecting the club bangers that he did before. Like, get in your truck, get muddy, 
that's Bubba Sparks now. Okay. So would you say that Bubba Sparks was the most significant? I wouldn't even say significant. Was the most prominent white rapper in the mainstream after Eminem? Chronologically, uh, I mean, we had Vanilla Ice, then we had Eminem. Yeah, but then we're gonna overlook Paul Wall in there. After, though. Like, I yeah, I know, but we're talking like Ugly came out, and then Deliverance and Miss New Booty. Yeah, like as far as impact goes, I can't really say that that he did no, that. He much. didn't. I'm just saying, like, if you turned on the radio, you you could hear Bubba Sparks. Yeah, at one point, yeah, at one point for during Deliverance. Yeah. And then when Miss New Booty came out, yeah, you definitely could have heard them at right. that so point. So you could hear him or Eminem. Right. There was no other white rappers being played on the radio. Yeah, I don't really at least at least right. nationwide. I mean, locally you get your randos, but um Petey Pablo has not I mean, he's still releasing music, but he has not released music nearly as consistently as Bubba Sparks. No, and that's and that's a, a weird thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, as far as marketability goes, PD Pablo, I thought, was a better person to release music. Like, I always thought he had that Dungeon Family, Outcast, Goody Mob vibe, like, in the way he delivered. You know, he's from the South, but he's not from Georgia. You know, and, like, it was, like, his cadences were always a little different. His beat selection was usually nice. But I just don't think that I'm he ever wondering like how this dude anything. is living, like how he's making money because he dropped three records in the 2000s, one in the 2010s, and that's it. And I can't imagine he's selling, you know, selling out arenas or even bars at this point. Oh no, 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 absolutely not. Uh, oh, hey, he he announced his tour in 2020, 2021. Um, so I bet that sucks. Yeah, he. Oh, his net worth is about fifty thousand dollars. If you wanted to go by celebritynetworth.com. So uh, he was nominated for a for a Grammy for best rap album. That's yeah. that's ah. something. I feel like I need to listen to that. That was for what the first one uh, or the Diary second one? of a Sinner, which was second his entry. second one. Yeah. No, 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 no. First entry. I'm yeah. sorry. First entry was nominated for a Grammy. The first, the first entry was good. Like, if I was from North Carolina and I listened to it, I could definitely say, yo, this gives me the country grammar vibe. Like, it's very local and it has like that one big song, but there are a couple other songs I guarantee got played out there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, in 2010, he was arrested <laughs> at the uh, airport for carrying a, stem, a stolen semi-automatic pistol on a commercial plane. Sentenced to 35 months. That's just dumb. Which is why he's probably only worth 50. Rat. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So PD, <clears throat> I thought had a good chance, and then just you know, never took a gun on a plane. Got. Well, never got better than himself. Like he just he was he was who he was. Like he never, never evolved. Took it farther. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he did some he did some songs with Lil John, you know, and the East Side Boys, and like he was right there on the cusp of the wave, but then just let everybody else take it. Yeah. Pretty much. So I guess we're going with Bubba Sparks this round. 
Oh yeah, but I got a hands down way okay. to check. <laughs> oh, all right. They've been on they've they've been on four songs together. Oh. Have they really? Yeah. Were were either, yeah, like, were I either of them I the the primary artist? Two two of them. And then one is Sebastian, which was produced by Timberland. Okay. So, you know, it's a collab project. Uh so PD Pablo, get on this micro uh, motorcycle produced by Timbo and Scott Starch, you know, Bubba Sparks goes in and just goes ugly, just like he did on his, you know, song yeah. ugly. So that was cool. And then uh, a couple of years later, Bubba Sparks, the other side featuring PD Pablo produced by Organized Noise. Uh, Bubba takes it in the landslide, but he has two okay. verses on the song, which makes it a little bit unfair. But uh, and then the third one was Sebastian Hell to the Naw featuring PD Pablo and Bubba Sparks produced by Timbaland. Uh, Bubba has the best verse easy. Uh, you can definitely tell it was like a B-side, never supposed to get released, but Timbaland actually leaked it uh, in I think like 2009 or 2010. And then uh, the last one uh, is by a guy 66240. Like that's the artist's name. Uh song's called Maxed Out featuring Bubba Sparks and PD Pablo. And the entire song is trash. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Taking it uh, three, three out of the four, uh, Bubba Sparks hands down walks away with this uh, unfair to compare. I, in right. my, I would also say Bubba Sparks, John, Big Bub, yeah, yeah, for sure. But see, Bubba was always nice. Like he got on tracks with Rough Riders. You know what I mean? Like he, like he stepped outside of himself and then evolved more country, or you know, evolved from Timberland. Into the charm. He was also went down uh, south Dungeon and Family, wasn't he? Yeah, that was yeah. the charm. The charm of the Dungeon Family. Like Deliverance was half produced by Organized Confusion, half produced by Timberland. So like his tra- that was like his transition point. Like as country as Deliverance was, I still think he stepped out with the charm when he stopped messing yeah. with Timberland. I th- thought it was the right move for I him love at the, the time. Charm. I used to bump that all the and time. Then, you know, uh, Runaway on there is a real good one, and uh, Ain't Life Grand. Oh yeah, both both of them are solid. Like most of that, I think Warrant is the only one where I'm just like, eh, or is that on the other one? Um, I never remember. Uh, no, no, the whole thing was yeah. was decent on here. I didn't have any problem with this one. Did you guys know that you can play Bubba Sparks in Def Jam Fight for New York? Yes. Which I did. I did know that. Incredibly underrated game. Um. So I, I think you've told me that before. All right. So like I'm a, I'm a pro wrestling fan. Um, wrestling video game fans like to complain a lot. The Def Jam series is actually held to a higher standard um, because the gameplay was so great. Like wrestling fans are super into those games. And if you go online now and try to buy one, they are not cheap. Interesting. I used to have them, and I sold them, you know, probably to buy the next system or whatever. But Ballin. Right. So, uh, recently added, um, oh, yeah. I'll start. Uh, I got Ritz, uh, Fucked Up Day, just because that was the new single that came out today. So, that's yeah. on there as a technicality. Um, I. Well, it came out last week. It came out last week. Uh, oh, for real? It came up uh, Apple Music today. Um, so I, I've kind of been on a Ritz kick lately because I really, really liked his verse on the uh, Jelly Roll track. And then, oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he's got a new album. Ritz has got a new one coming out. I don't remember. Yeah, what the I believe it's next week. Out, so. Oh, we'll have to yeah. check that um, out. I've got Awful Things by Good Charlotte. That is a cover of the uh, Lil Peep track. Um, oh, that yeah, sounds... So they actually performed it as his, at his memorial service um, and then released it as a single. So that's pretty... It, it was pretty okay. good. It's just got kind of a more more of a harder rock feel to it. Um, and Very then nice. Rose Petal by Twisted, which I thought was really good because I didn't like their last two albums. So I'm <laughs> a little excited. Yeah, yeah. It, and, but the song was, hey, let me reintroduce yeah, yeah. myself. And so basically. what I also noticed about that yeah. is, at least on Apple Music, it's categorized as rock. Interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't have called it rock based on that. But but do you do you remember when Eminem was first coming out and ICP was first coming out and Twisted? They were played only on the rock station. Yeah, that, that was kind of ICP shtick was we're we're too hip hop for rock and we're too rock for hip hop. Yeah, so I wonder if that's just them basically trying to re-aim you know, recalibrate where they're being marketed. It's, it's possible. Their, so close to the proper I mean, fan base. Like I'm a twisted fan. So like, to me, the only real rock album they had was a uh, mutant, um, which ended up being remixed yeah, and remastered um, in 2016 to give it an even more of a rock feel. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, the, the last two albums, like I said, I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of, um, which was Mad Season and Generation Nightmare. But if this is a single off a record, like I might, I might be pretty excited about that. Yeah, I always, I always try to listen to it, but I've been out of the loop for a while. But uh, yeah, no, I'm hoping that it's a reflection of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, with them, because they've been kind of all over the place since they, created their own yeah label. they have uh not that they you know they did put out some solid projects um the the mutant remix and remastered was put out on their label um because they got the master for the the record um and then uh they put out darkness and uh continuous evolutions of life's questions um those were both pretty solid i mean as far as it, to me they were more horror core records there was more horror elements to them yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I think that's what yeah. they're good at. But I think they're they rap way too well to be as fringe yes. as they are. Like they're so far out of the conversation most of the time that it just doesn't yeah, and, make sense. Because mo- either one of them can mostly out rap probably anybody in let's say the oh, juggle for category. sure. And especially Jamie, and I'd say in the last five years or so, Paul has caught up. Oh yeah, absolutely. So Dwayne, what do you got? All right, I got I got three per my usual. Uh, I got a Bubba Spark song, and this is where I think you should start. Uh, the song is called "Devil's Fire," uh, featuring Daniel Lee for fans of Jelly Roll, Yellow Wolf, Hip Hop, Southern Hip Hop, that kind of thing. So uh, more of a live instrumentation. It's one of the off of one of those albums. I told you you should go back and listen to. Uh, it's a song I forgot about, and then you know you look up Bubba Sparks, and, you know, dev down the hole just to see if he's any good. Uh, my second one is After Hours. It's A-F-T-R-H-O-U-R-S. Uh, it's a cover of Blink-182, All the Small Things. Um, and I found myself actually surprised that I liked it because I'm kind of a fan of the old version. Uh, but it's more of a fan for like current pop trends. So it's not a punk song at all, 
but it doesn't fall into like the R&B or acoustic categories. It's just like, it's a pop song. Like if it just came on and you weren't from the Blink-182, hey, it's popular era, uh, you might just think it's one of those. I'm going to check it out because like, like I've, I've become a huge Blink-182 fan in the last two years or so. Um, all the small things to me is just way overplayed. So I'm a little turned off on that song, but I will check the song out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't seek out covers, uh, but occasionally they do come across my, hey, you might like this. Uh, and that Spell the band across. name again. Uh, and then it's after hours, but it's all one word and no E. So A-F-T-R-H-O-U-R-S. Okay. All right. And then my last one, uh, I actually saw it last week, but didn't give it a, a fair second or third listen. Uh, but it's Justin Bieber featuring Chance the Rapper, Holy. Uh, for fans of Justin Bieber, Chance the Rapper, Lucas Graham, Chill Pop Vibes, uh, the whole thing. I did uh, see that pop up. So if you like anything, you should give it a, a chance because like, it sounds like Chance the Rapper. And Justin Bieber, you know, love him or hate him, you know, is evolving as an artist. Uh, so I think that it's a like a good pop song. It's closer to like Lucas Graham than what you expect from a Justin Bieber. That is definitely one of the ones that I almost added to my three songs this week. Yeah, it's it's a super solid one. It's making the rounds. A lot of people are uh, talking about it. For sure. Uh, that's your three, right? Yes, sir. Uh, my three songs, because I actually have three this week. Be proud of me. Little applause noise. Yeah. Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. Dylon. The first one is Before You Go by Louis Capaldi. It's slow, like, it's about suicide. And I think that right now it just resonates, like, real hard with me because 2020 blows ball sack. And there's a lot of people going through a lot of things. Um, So... I, I just love it for that, for what it is. Um, and it's just a really good song. I do want to throw uh, out my a disclaimer sec- before you go to your second one. Uh, for those Fair. that would agree with your sentiment that 2020 blows, uh, spoiler, 2021 probably ain't going to be that much better. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, no, perfectly fair. However, uh, my second song that I've added now is my anthem for this year, which is Fuck 2020 by Avenue Beat. Um, and for what it's worth, it's a very like upbeat pop song. And it started as a TikTok, if you'd believe it, and went viral. So they decided, okay, we'll finish the song. So they f- sat down and finished it. Now it's on the radio everywhere. And it's a great, great song. My final one is uh, What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow, and it's super fun. It's absolutely 100% pop, but um, I don't know. Every time I hear it, I just kind of smile a little bit, and I think I need that. That's that's cool. I don't like that track, but I'm glad you like it, and it makes you feel good. Yeah, by the way, there's a remix, and the remix is better than the first one. Really? I'm going to have to look that up for sure. Yeah, I'm not a huge Jack Harlow fan, though, but uh, I could see why people enjoy it pretty much. So that's yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that you that you went down whatever hole you were in to find. 
It it was a, definitely a hole for sure. Why don't you like it, Dylan? Uh, it's a little too Asher Roth ish for me. Like that, I don't know. I just, like on the nose, if you will. Yeah, I feel like if I was in college, I'd like it. I guess. Okay. I don't know. That, I could it see just, that. It just didn't strike any chords with me. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not for me. Yeah, I thought it was just generic. You know what I mean? Like, there was just nothing special to it. Like, he had the formula that everybody's got, and it's a hit. But I just don't think that it adds anything to the genre in which it's a hit. I could see that. But it's a but it's a cool one. I'm not, I'm not mad that you got it in your list. No, at all. no. All right. That about does it for this week. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about Cheezosaurus Rex and why he's missing. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs>